Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. In 1949, the sports editor of the Montpelier Argus newspaper wrote the following words. If ever a town deserved to win the pennant, it's Brattleboro. Faced with a huge deficit before the season even started, the directors of the Maples, along with fans and business concerns, dug down deep enough to finance a hustling ball club and a manager to boot. The victory must be a sweet one for the Maples and manager Stan Benjamin the happy-go-lucky Brattleboro pilot, who rates a salute for the finest piece of managerial magic of the 1949 Northern League season. It was a sporting bit of writing because the Montpelier baseball team came in second that year, losing the Northern League pennant to the Maples on the last day of the season. The Northern League was a semi-pro baseball circuit that included teams from eight towns, Brattleboro, Bennington, Rutland, St. Johnsbury, Montpelier, Burlington, St. Albans, and Keene, New Hampshire. Many players in the Northern League were young men who hoped to make their way to the big leagues, and some of them did. Some were college players who were looking to earn a few dollars during the summer months. The players would sometimes use false names in an effort to protect their amateur status. Others were journeymen who had already played for major league farm teams or had brief experiences in the big leagues. The Brattleboro Maples team was first formed in 1940. The town had just finished constructing a sports complex on the old fairgrounds with the help of the Works Progress Administration, the WPA. Workers crafted fields for baseball, track, and football, as well as a baseball grandstand where dressing quarters were established for the athletic participants. With this new sports complex, Brattleboro joined the Northern League and had one of the best facilities in the state. In 1942, World War II caused the league to cease operations, and the baseball circuit emerged again in 1946. Semi-pro meant that organizations in town would raise money to pay a manager and players to represent the town in the Northern League. The league salary cap for players was about $200 a month, and most players received less than that. During the pennant-winning season, it cost $0.60 cents for an adult to attend a game. Having the Maples in town gave the community connections with the big leagues, for example, in 1948, three former Maples players, Dave Ferris, Chuck Stobbs, and Les Layton, began the baseball season in the majors. Ferris and Stobbs were both pitchers for the Red Sox, and Layton was an outfielder for the New York Giants. Their stories give some sense of the varied trajectories of major league careers. Dave Ferris pitched for the Maples during the 1941 season. He played baseball for Mississippi State University in 1941 and 1942 and was signed by the Red Sox after his 1942 college season. However, Ferris served in the Air Force from 1942 to 1945 and joined the Red Sox to start the 1945 season. He pitched in the majors for six years and the Brattleboro Reformer closely followed his career. Chuck Stobbs was a 17-year-old from Norfolk, Virginia, when he pitched for the Maples in June 1947. He pitched two games for the Maples, a one-hitter versus St. Johnsbury and a five-hitter versus Montpelier, and was then offered a $25,000 bonus to sign with the Red Sox. Stobbs pitched his first game for the Red Sox in September of that year and would go on to pitch in the big leagues for 15 seasons. Les Layton played for the Maples in 1941. He was 19 years old and attending Oklahoma University when he played for the Brattleboro team. He would remain in college one more year and then join the Navy during World War II. 
After the war, he would go on to play six years in the minor leagues before joining the New York Giants for 63 games. He played in the outfield and had a .231 batting average with the Giants. He was released after that season and played another four years in the minor leagues before leaving professional baseball. Another maple from the 1941 season was Ted Sepkowski. He had just graduated high school and was sent to Brattleboro by a scout to see if he could get some seasoning before joining the Baltimore Oriole organization. While playing for the Maples, he played under the name Sepco and later went on to play for the Orioles, Cleveland Indians, and New York Yankees for three seasons. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Bob Dubuque, the sports editor for the Brattleboro Reformer, wrote this at the end of the 1949 pennant-winning season. It was the tightest race in league history. The Maples did not flag down the flag strictly on skill. They won it with an experienced manager and great leader and an inexperienced young ball club. Pitching was more or less seasoned and outstanding. Fielding was leaky. Hitting was always a question mark. But the hustle and spirit were always there in abundance. It was a happy club from the first day through the last. That's a lot more important than you realize. They were simply a nice bunch of guys. The Maples manager was Stan Benjamin. He had played five seasons in the majors for Philadelphia and Cleveland and another 10 years in the minor leagues. Benjamin was originally from Framingham, Massachusetts and finished his professional baseball career coaching the Fresno Cardinals, a minor league team in California. At the end of the 1948 season, he was offered a teaching and coaching position at Greenfield High School in Massachusetts if he could travel across country in 48 hours. He made the trip and would coach Greenfield's baseball team from 1948 to 1964. As the 1949 Maples manager, Benjamin also played sparingly in the outfield, batted over 350, and even pitched a few innings during the 70-game season. Benjamin managed the Maples in 1949 and 1950. He would go on to become a scout for the Houston Astros. The strength of the 1949 Maples team was its pitching. Their team batting average was about 230 and they didn't hit for power. The two most consistent pitchers were Fran Rosso and Bob Neems. In 1949, Rosso had a record of nine wins and one loss. Neems had seven wins and two losses. Neems also had big wins against league rival Montpelier. Fran Rosso was originally from Agawam, Massachusetts. By the time he pitched for the Brattleboro Maples, he had played in the minor leagues from 1939 to 1948, with three years served in the military during World War II. In 1944, the right-hander was called up by the New York Giants and pitched four innings over two games. The rest of his professional time was spent in the minor leagues, where he compiled a record of 49 wins and 51 losses. In 1948, Rosso was hired by Westfield High School in Massachusetts to coach and become the athletic director a few years later. During the 1949 season, he pitched for the Maples and led the team to the Northern League pennant. Bob Neems, the other Maple star pitcher, was just beginning his career. In 1949, he was a sophomore at Notre Dame who compiled a record of five wins and no losses at the Catholic College. 
He was a skinny right-hander from New Jersey who had pitched for the Maples right out of high school for the previous two seasons. After graduating from Notre Dame, he would go on to play four seasons of minor league ball in the Philadelphia Phillies and Detroit Tigers farm systems and compile a record of 27 wins and 22 losses. He never made it to the big leagues. The Maples would play one more season in the Northern League. The costs to run the team were high and attendance at games became less and less. College associations began stricter enforcement of the amateur rules and this brought an end to many semi-pro baseball leagues. A truly amateur version of the Northern League began in the late 1970s and a new version of Brattleboro Maples baseball continued in the league until 1990. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past. <laughs>